This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter. It's brought to you by Wizens Law. Rick Samprin here, Lisa Polesky on the other side of the glass. We're going to be breaking down tonight's Ticats Stampeders game, which has been, at least for the fourth quarter, a wild football game. The first quarter was pretty good. Second and third, eh, not so much. A field goal frenzy, if you will. Bit of controversy towards the end of this ball game as the Stamps had a pick six, but an illegal contact challenge by head coach Kent Austin has taken away that pick six. It's 27 16 for the Stampeders with 52 seconds to play. So we'll keep you updated on what's happening at McMahon Stadium, but. Uh, Wow, what a what an ending this is turning out to be. We'll talk about a couple of things throughout this fifth quarter show, apart from what's happened on the field tonight. But after this game, and again, we're 52 seconds away, uh, we're at the midway point of the CFL season. So we'll break down how each team has done. There is yet another video review that is underway right now at McMahon in which the Ticats appear to have scored a touchdown. That would make it 27-22, but the call is incomplete. So it remains 27-16 for the Stamps, again with 52 seconds to play. Hamilton has it second and goal. It's been another penalty fest for the Ticats as well tonight. That will certainly be one of the talking points of this fifth quarter. Luke Tasker has caught a touchdown from Zach Caleros. It's the third TD of the game for Caleros, who's had another pretty good night. Maybe not as good as last week, but he's hooked up with Luke Tasker at another TD. It is right now 27 to 22. And I'm wondering now if the Ticats are going to be going for two once again. They had earlier, and again, we'll break down the scores and the scoring summary. They had earlier gone for two after Terrence Tolliver's second TD grab of the game. But that two-point convert failed. They're trying for two again to make it a three-point ball game. It's crucial that they get it, and they do. Caleros and Tasker hooking up with 47 seconds left to play. It's now 27 24 for the Stampeders. Keep you up to date on this score. Another thing I want to touch on is the penalties. There have been a lot of penalties tonight, and most of them have been taken by the Hamilton Tiger Cats. 14 penalties for the Cats tonight for 125 yards. 14 penalties. 125 yards. That's through almost four quarters. There's 47 seconds to go. I took a random NFL game, preseason game from earlier this week. So I went Dolphins-Falcons Thursday night. Both teams had 131 combined plays. I think the Dolphins had 71 and, and the Falcons had 60. So in 131 plays... 
There were 12 penalties combined by Atlanta and Miami for 133 yards. 12 penalties, 133 yards. Tonight, the Ticats themselves have committed 14 infractions for 125 yards. Inexcusable. On the flip side, Calgary, five penalties for 22. That's more like it. Ticats going for an onside kick. There is a penalty flag, but it does not appear that the Cats have the football. Officials will look at this play after yet another penalty flag hits the turf. So we're going to talk about penalties. We'll talk about the midway point of the CFL season as well. And we're going to get you to call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email, you can tweet as well. The question is going to be, where do you rank Hamilton in the Canadian Football League? We're not just going east and west divisions. We're going top nine. This is a a nine-story building. What floor do the Ticats reside? It's certainly not the penthouse. The stamps have to be there unless they blow this game and Hamilton astonishingly comes out with a victory. But it does not look that way with 42 seconds to go, unless they get the football back and Speedy B returns, you know, a Calgary punt for a touchdown. That would be absolutely amazing. We'll talk about the halfway point. Where does Hamilton stand? We'll also talk about penalties. And and how would you handle the penalty situation with the Ticats players? I have some thoughts on that. And we'll also talk about, you know, if this scoreline holds true, and the Stamps come out with a W. Yeah, where do the Ticats stand in relation to the measuring stick of the CFL being the Stamps? Were they outclassed tonight by Calgary, or do they simply have a bad, let's call it, two and a half quarters? They've had a pretty good fourth quarter, and they were okay in the first. But the second and third, uh, the offense didn't really do anything. Defense held their own, limited Calgary to just six points. So that's pretty good. But offensively, they scored just three. So those are the three major talking points. And again, we will talk about the W or the loss tonight. And it looks like it's going to be an L for the Hamilton Ticats. Although Calgary has it third and one at the Hamilton 38. There's 37 seconds left to play in this football game. Looked like it was going to be over in a hurry when the Stamps had a pick six. Tommy Campbell returned it 115 yards for a touchdown, but lo and behold, it was called back because of an illegal contact penalty. And now the Tiger Cats are looking at the scoreboard, trailing by three, 37 seconds left to go. Stamps going to be going for a field goal here. Rene Paradis has hit 27 in a row, and this is a 45-yard attempt. I can see it now. Paradis missing and Banks returning it for a touchdown. Although Rene Paradis has been unconscious on this streak here. Again, has made 27 in a row and lining up this 45-yarder, and it is good. 30-24 with 32 seconds to go. You know what? We'll take our first break of the fifth quarter when we come back. We will have a final score. 
and we will have the complete rundown and your reaction to tonight's Stamps Ticats game. This is the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Wisson's Law on AM 900 CHML. Well, almost over. It's taken about 10 minutes to play the last 90 seconds of this football game. And, uh, well, here we still are. There's eight seconds to go. It's 30 to 24 for the Calgary Stampeders after Rene Paradis hit yet another field goal. He's five for five tonight. He's hit his last 28 in a row. And with eight seconds to go, Cats down by six on their own 41. They need some sort of miracle here from Zach Caleros and the receivers. And we're getting a, an onside kick here, and I think the Stamps are just going to kneel this one down with no time left. Calgary wins this football game 30-24. to 24. Whew. Man alive. That was a very interesting ending between the Ticats and the Stamps, but it's Calgary improving to 7-1-1, and a league-best 7-1-1. And one, the Cats fall to four and five. So here we go. Fifth quarter live and interactive. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. You can become the fifth quarter fan of the night. Interact with us. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email. On Twitter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Tweet from Albert B. This Ticats team is frustrating to watch. I don't know if we have good team or a so-so team. Play just good enough to lose. Jimmy on Twitter, at Rick Samprin writes, We play no defense tonight. Flashes of good defense won't get the job done. Well, we didn't do what I said we had to do. On to the next game. 30-24 to is the final. Ticats falling short in Calgary. They've not won a game at McMahon Stadium since July 4th, 2004. That was year one of the Greg Marshall era in which the Cats stormed out of the gate with three straight wins. They ended up losing their next five, but they finished 9-8-1, and one, made the playoffs, lost to Toronto. The rest is history. Cats drug continues in Cowtown. So here's some of the things we're going to talk about. A, this football game. What did you think? B, at the midway point of the CFL season. Where do you rank Hamilton? There's nine floors in this CFL tower, so to speak. If the Stamps are in the penthouse, where do you put the Tiger Cats? Penalties. What in the world is going on with penalties and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Let me refresh your memories. 14 penalties tonight by Hamilton. 125 yards. Calgary had five penalties for 22 yards. How many times have we talked about undisciplined football? We've talked about it for years, and nothing has changed. So I want to know, how would you handle this situation with the players. And finally, were the Ticats outclassed by Calgary tonight, or did Hamilton just have a bad couple of quarters? 
I'm going to say they had a very ordinary second quarter and probably third as well. They scored three points in that 30 minutes of play. Now, Calgary only scored six, but again, it seemed like the Stamps were in control pretty much for most of the night until he got a little hairy towards the end. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email me your thoughts on tonight's game or any of the issues that I brought up. Rick at 900CHML.com. Tweet us. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin. Dave is going to start us off. Good evening, Dave. Hey, my man, Rick. Hey, how are you? Good. Uh, listen, uh, without one blown coverage there and without a whack of penalties, we could have won this game. Yes. So the way I think we hang, kind of gave it away to them, give Calgary credit, they're a great team. But if they're in the penthouse, you know where, Rick? We're out of the elevator, walking up the stairs. <laughs> and, so we're and right there, you're saying. Now, I don't know if you noticed this. Did you not see Calgary getting away, pushing a lot of guys on the back? On the, They didn't get called for a lot of stuff, I believe, on uh, our linemen. Did you see that? I you, see that week in and week out, and, yeah, I did see it tonight. And uh, one other thing, how many times have you seen a tire cat get tackled by the neck and no one gets a penalty for it? Now, I, I agree that was a penalty, but mm-hmm. if you're going to call him fair. Yeah, you got to call both ways, right? Yeah, but uh, I'm, Rick, how many times have you seen a tire cat get pulled down by the neck and no flag come out? I've seen a couple. Yeah, I know I have too. I don't have I don't have a number, but I've seen I've seen it. Yeah, my player of the game is definitely Tolliver. I like that man. Oh, he was amazing. And uh, you know, I, you know what? What is was it is? Um, you know, they they could have won that game. So you know what? It, even though it's a loss, um, hey, I, I think we're the second best in the league, and, and with a little more fine tuning to these penalties, maybe the coach will mm-hmm. give them a good talking to. Hopefully. So uh, how how would you handle this penalty situation, Dave? I mean, I mean this this undisciplined play has plagued the Tie Cats yeah, for years now. Yeah, that's a good question. I was thinking to myself that you know, watching the game, Austin is such. Such an intense guy, but these teams that he has keeps getting these penalties. Uh, how would I handle it? That's it. Threats aren't working, obviously, are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't break it down in game field and tell the guys, you know, to go to Adrian Tracy when he when he when he tackled uh, Mitchell there when he had no 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 reason to uh, single him out. Start finding the players for penalties. I guess that's one way to do it. I, I guess, yeah, and and maybe they've gone that route, and maybe they're going to try it again. But I, I don't know. It's a quandary. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, you know, disappointing loss, but you know what? There's a hey, you know what? We're not that far off. We we almost pulled it off. Yeah, th- this team is a lot closer than further from you know a championship caliber team. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and you know, a couple couple bringing a couple. Maybe they're able to bring a couple more guys in on defense uh, after the NFL cuts. I'm not sure if they're going to, but if they do, hey, that'll even be better. And Austin may get these guys playing better by the end. So there's lots of positives, and uh, looking forward to Labor Day. Excellent. Thanks for the call, Dave. You're welcome, sir. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Michael on Twitter, at Rick Samprin. Boneheaded plays by both teams. Neither are totally elite yet. Calgary is closer. Hashtag fifth quarter. I think you got to put the stamps in the elite category. And this is a team that has lost one game in the first half of the season. I'm not sure how much better they could have been. Vic W. on Twitter, whatever, remove the penalties in this game was theirs, a.k.a. the Ticats. That could very much be true. Take away 125 yards you gave to the Stamps, and Hamilton could have won this football game. And Richard on Twitter, this game was winnable. Too many penalties. 
Back to the phones, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Darcy's on the line. Good evening, Darcy. Hey, Rick. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Yeah, it's like you said, penalties. Penalties killed us. Uh, and I think that's a, a direct um, correlation to uh, we lost quite a few guys on, on the special teams, and there's some some new guys out there, and uh, they're just doing boneheaded things, and uh, I think they're going to find themselves uh, out of a job if they don't smarten up. Cause Ken Austin doesn't put up with this crap. Uh, well, yeah, he does because it's happened f- for four years now. I know it's happened for four years, but I think this year he knows um, he's been cu- cutting guys pretty, like, he cut uh, Quentin Pointer. Uh, the receiver there, Underwood, just let him go. Yeah, yeah, but he uh, wasn't on the field. He wasn't taking penalties. Quentin Pointer didn't play the last two games. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about that Pointer if it was all his fault, too, but uh, the guy we picked up from Ottawa, I can see why Ottawa released him. He, he's garbage. Uh we need to get help in that secondary. Um, I, I don't know where we're going to get it from, but it's 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 um, you're into nine, ten games in the season, and in your secondary, you're still trying to rectify that. That's 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 not a good not a good situation for the Tiger Cats. How many um, times have we been saying that over the last fifteen years? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh my God, what are we doing in the secondary? You know, halfway yeah. through the year, how come the secondary still isn't playing well? Well, like you said, Calgary's an elite team, like. Why are they an elite team? Because they they bring in the right guys, they uh, execute, they don't take stupid penalties, and they have the coaches. We're not an elite team, and your last caller said we're the second-best team. <laughs> we're by far the second-best team in the CFL. Well, who would you put um, number two? I don't know who's number two, to be honest, it, it, but it's not Hamilton. We, we, uh, we have some problems, more problems than you think on this team. And um, we don't even play 60 minutes. I don't believe we played a 60-minute game all year. And, and, you, and you're going to rely on Caleros to do these comebacks mm-hmm. every week and week out? Like, the offensive line, it's, it's better shape, shape up. Or Caleros is going to be uh, on the sidelines. Because this offensive line, from what I see, the tackles, they're they're out to, they're out to lunch on some plays. Like uh, I don't know what they're doing. In, yeah, in, in saying that, I would say the first four games of the season, the O line needed some work. The last four to five games, I, I think they've played better. Yeah, but even t- tonight, if you if you really look at the game, Caleros was under a lot of pressure. Oh sure, there was there was a, a Calgary rushed three guys, and Caleros still had to run. And they were still getting there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not so, saying they're it's a good O line, but I'm saying they are playing better than they were in the first part of the year. That's for sure. But like I said, uh, we really we're, eight guys are coming in, and now Pointer got picked up by the Argos, Underwood. Like you, you can't play this game. Like you, you got to solidify your positions. That's why Calgary's a, a good team. And, like you can't just bring guys in every week, and, and uh, they got to learn the system, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. especially Steinauer system. It, it, you don't just plug guys in and, and they go. Like it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Who's your so, uh, player of the game tonight? Uh, my player of the game would have to be. Uh, Oh, my. Tolliver had a hell of a game. Yep, he certainly did. All right, Darcy, we got to run. Thanks for the call, man. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter, at am900chml, or at Rick Samprin. Email from Joe. Hey, Rick, after watching this game, looks like we're just not meant to win in Calgary at the moment. But that's okay because once some of our injured players come back, it will be a good boost on defense, especially at cornerback. I will say I did enjoy the live mic on the quarterbacks and coaches 
I also think could be risky, so we'll see how that turns out in the upcoming weeks. I would say I still think the Cats are one of the top teams in the league. We definitely beat ourselves out of this game with all those penalties. Tonight's player of the game has to go to Tolliver, making all those clutch catches and keeping us in there every play. Other than that, can't wait for Monday when we can, this will be next Monday, when we can crush Toronto, then we'll all feel better. Take care, Rick. That email from Jill. The one thing on the mics, there was a 10-second delay on the QB slash coaches mics. So, uh, yeah, TSN very careful not to air any, uh, you know, below-the-belt commentary, if you will. And good on them. I I thought it had a lot of flavor to the game. If you want even more fireworks, if you want more color, put the mic on a receiver and a DB, and you're going to get some fireworks. You'll be thoroughly entertained. There's no doubt about that. Frank's called into the fifth quarter. Hey, Frank, how are you? How are you doing, Rick? I'm okay. Uh, it seems like it's the same old uh, song and dance. Uh, we take too many stupid penalties. We take the ball away from our running back, and we're throwing the ball, and the other team is running the ball down our throats and taking the clock away from our offense. And if we don't start getting a decent running game, we're going to be paying a big price later on. Well, get ready to dig into the wallet because the Ken Austin offense does not is not predicated on the wall on the run at all. No, I know that. But um, being a, a, a coach in high school and being an offensive line coach, uh, you gotta you 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 gotta give the defense a little bit of a breather because. You find that there's too much uh, time for the defense on the field. They get worn down. And then when we have our backs against the wall like we've had, except for the Saskatchewan game, uh, it seems that we're always trying to fight back to come and, and, and try to win a ball game. We can't do that. we got to have the ball where we can control it, give the defense uh, a good rest so that they're fresh, just like they did against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Now, there's the difference. Okay, the Rough Riders aren't a big and a, and a great football team, but at the same at the same time, when the Ticat offense is on a roll, and I mean on a good roll, where they can keep the ball, then the defense gets rested up, and then it's a different story. I hear all your points. I agree with a lot of them. I don't think it's going to change, though. Well... Let's hope that somehow Ken Austin uh, changes that a little bit. <laughs> Sees the light. <laughs> if not, if not, then uh, we got to use the screen pass because if if we're uh, letting guys coming in only three linemen are, are like D line, and our and our offensive line is supposed to be better than that, then uh, we can't have that either. So there's going to be some work that they're going to have to do in between the Toronto games uh, to show a different look so that the defense doesn't key in on certain receivers because if we do the same play over and over and over again, then the other team's going to say, okay, it's going to Santos. Nope, this time it's going to Owens. Nope, this time it's going, like, we got to change it up. I hear you. Frank, who's your player of the game tonight? I would say it's a tie. Uh, Zach, uh, running for his life, uh, still threw three touchdown passes over 400 yards, which is great. Mm-hmm. And Tolliver, the receiver, phenomenal. Yeah, he was uh, very good tonight. Frank, thanks for the call. Okay.
You can join the fifth quarter here as well. Nominate your player of the game. We'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night when all is said and done. The Stampeders beating the Tiger Cats 30 to 24 tonight. So the Cats now four and five on the season. They still have eight points, still tied for second with Toronto in the CFL's East Division. Stamps now tops in the league. Well, still tops in the league with 15 points. They're now 7 1 and 1. 905 645 3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com. Shoot me an email, Rick at 900CHML.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. Laura on Twitter, really only one possible candidate for player of the game tonight, Tolliver. What a game for him with a clapping emoji. And Bruce on Twitter, player of the game, Tasker. They look better in the second, but penalties, hashtag grr. Real season starts on Labor Day, hashtag fifth quarter. First vote for Luke Tasker, and he had yet another solid game tonight. Ten catches, 100 yards, TD, and that two-point conversion as well, at least the catch on the two-point convert. Tolero, by the way, nine catches, 183 yards, two TDs, and uh, Caleros was 34 of 53, 439 yards, three touchdowns. I'll pass along some other stats as the fifth quarter rolls on. Let's go to Manny, who's been waiting patiently. Hello, Manny. Hi, Rick. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. I, I just wanted to say, I, I mean, I, I I don't agree with all these callers saying that we're that far behind with 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 Calgary. I think we're much closer. The problem I I believe in my eyes from seeing this year is that one caller said, you know, they they're playing catch up way too often, and uh, you know, we they all teams make adjustments in the dressing room. We understand that. What I think is that for whatever reason. Uh, team, t- you watch film and you go into a game with a game plan, especially going into a tough place like Calgary to play. We're always seeing to be too many points down, and we always seem to have a better second half, and we just come up too short. You cannot tr- win games against good teams like this unless you're mentally prepared early in the game. And for me, the, the real nobody's touched on it yet, but to me, the real uh, turning point of the game was Emmanuel Davis' potential interception. Yeah in a very key point of the game that could have swung it around. And I know last, last week we had five picks or four picks against uh, not a great team. And, and everybody was, well, our secondary's back. We got the picks back, whatever. Well, that was a key pick that would have been a key pick against a very good team that would have turned the game around. There is no way we beat good teams and always playing catch-up in that many points. The score actually looked favored us in the end because only because we're always playing catch-up. However, if we had played our game from the beginning, we are a much closer team than Calgary is. So uh, I know you got a lot of calls. I'll keep it short. I watched a game with my fiance and it was a beautiful game to watch. A typical CFL game, back and forth, never mm-hmm. over until it's over. <laughs> yeah. And my player of the game is uh, Zach Kalara, Ty, Zach Kalaris and Tolliver. I, I, I mean, how can you not give a, a, a guy a player of the game who's in his third game pretty much a year off of football, throws for over 400 yards, still has to scramble because our offensive line well, didn't have a great game and, and still makes plays when he has to make plays. So Good points. Anyways, they're still a good team, a very good team, and uh, I still think they are second best, and they're a lot closer to Calgary than we think. Calgary has been winning some games that they probably 
uh, don't deserve to have won it as well. So, you know, their 7-1 and one might be just a little bit of um, deceiving right now, their record. Now, let's hope so. Good stuff. Thanks, Manny. Okay. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Let's go back to Twitter. Bruce, again, I would handle the penalties easy. Find them bigger as so far it's not working. Make them buy the O-line dinner. Hashtag fifth quarter. How about they buy the fans some dinner? You, the fans, are really the ones who are affected at the end of the day watching this team and, you know, throwing things at your TV, trying not to damage your television set while watching this Ticats team play some football, taking too many penalties. <laughs> Robert's on the line. Good evening, Robert. Thanks for calling the fifth quarter. How are you doing, Rick? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, just a couple questions. Um, I think the penalties just kill us. I mean, we have to stop this because I mean, even Tamoy Lawrence, who I love him as a player, but why are you yapping, 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 yapping? Take your po- t- take the p- position where you can, you know, there, there's a point in the game where you can yap and where you can't do it, and you just can't do that. Yeah, you got to pick your spots. Pick your spots. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, just you just can't do it. Um, and. We score a touchdown, we get the lead, and the first play the Calgary scores on after the, the kickoff just cannot happen. It's almost like, okay, we're at 30 seconds left to go in the half. We're, they're going to dump it off or they're going to take a knee, and we fall asleep. And it just that can happen. You've got to be in the game for 60 minutes. And, I mean, that seaman, I mean, he, there must have been a reason why Ottawa let him go. Because he Brandon Sermons, got, you mean? He certainly got beat on that play. I mean, you can blame Cordy Stevens for not getting over there, but, I mean, he let him go, and it's, I mean, that's just a, a mental block in the game, and you can't do that. I totally agree. I can't argue with any of your points. I have one more question, though. Okay. I mean, we, all year we've been talking about Zach and when he's going to get back. Right. What about um, our defensive back, the, the big free agent signing that played really well for Winnipeg, Washington, and nobody's talked about him all year. I mean, when is he due to come back? Devon Washington still on the six-game injured list. I believe he is eligible to come off. Uh, it's either this coming week or the following game against Toronto. It's one of those two. So, yeah, he's pretty darn close. What, what have you heard? Oh, I've heard it's within the next two weeks. Okay, so like you don't know any inside information. Mm, no, they're pretty close to the vest with injuries. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Rick. So, uh, who, who's your player of the game? Uh, it's it's got to be Tolliver. Okay. I mean, it's almost like at will you could have thrown that ball to him every play. I mean, I mean, you know, when we talk about Calgary, how how good they look, but I mean, he had pretty well. You could ate ate him out of their hand, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, he had some dazzling catches. Thanks for the yeah. call tonight. Okay, thanks, Rick. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. We have some space for you on our uh, phone bank. We'll get to Brad, Alex, and Jeff coming up in a matter of seconds. Want to get to a couple of tweets as well. Jack, do you think Keon on his way to Hamilton? Player of the game, Luke Tasker. Refs miss a lot of flags on stamps. Just saying. They miss a lot of flags on a lot of plays. And I'm not going to give the CFL to NFL comparison. Okay, maybe I will one more time. Ty Cats tonight. 
took 14 penalties for 125 yards. That was just the Ticats. Calgary had five for 22 yards. In the Miami-Atlanta game, I just picked that one out of the hat. Thursday night, NFL preseason. Usually when more penalties are committed in a football game, during a preseason game, there were 12 penalties in that game by both teams combined. 12 penalties for 133 yards. The Cats alone tonight had 14 penalties for 125. And that boils down to two things. Number one, the Cats were supremely undisciplined tonight. Number two, there are way too many penalty flags in the Canadian Football League. It is embarrassing. Do the refs feel pressured to throw flags at times? I mean, really. The amount of plays that teams are running are almost the same. There were 71 plays run in that NFL game on Thursday. I haven't tabulated how many plays were run tonight in the CFL game, but I can almost guarantee it's pretty darn close. It's pretty darn close. So why, you know, in one league you have 12 penalties, and in another league you have almost double. I mean, it's unbelievable. Back to the phones. Jeff is on the air. Jeff, good evening. Hi, Rick. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Oh, a little disappointed in the <laughs> result tonight. Yes. My my son's happy. But uh, oh, is he a Stamps fan? Yeah, he's a Stamps fan. Oh. Yeah, at least so he's, he's got bragging fan. rights for a few weeks. Yes, yes. But, uh, you know, your last caller again hit the nail on the head with Sermons. Again, I said last week when I called in that he was mm-hmm. uh, kind of the black spot against uh, against a, a, a poor or a poor rider uh, rider team, and then tonight he was burnt on that that long pass to Daniels. And I know you, you mentioned Demond Washington. Well, there's a reason why Winnipeg didn't resign him because, in my opinion, I don't think he's very good either. He's fast, but he makes he makes a lot of mistakes out there too. And in, in the uh, in the secondary, and I I, I kind of called in halfway through your show, but. Uh, Anybody talk about the poor game, in my opinion, C.J. Gable had tonight? No one's mentioned that as yet. Well, Frank kind of mentioned it, not saying, that you know, this Ticats team has to run more, which everyone's been saying forever. Uh, but no one's really hit C.J. Gable on the head just yet. Four carries, 25 yards for C.J. Gable tonight. How many drops? He had just probably just oh, he had a few drops. Tonight. Yeah, he had two catches for six yards, and he probably had, what, four drops? Yeah, like, to me, that's probably the his worst game, and they need him to get going. Like, yeah. he hasn't really caught fire all all year. You know, even when Zach was out and Jeremiah was quarterback, he hasn't really done a whole heck of a lot. Has he run for 100 yards this year? I don't think so. Uh, no, <laughs> not even close. No, no. So, you know, the, the defense, I thought, played fairly well tonight, other than, uh, again, Sermons and... Uh, and that other kid, Davis, not Emmanuel, but that Chris Davis. Chris Davis, yeah. Yeah, I thought the defense played fairly well. Um, they didn't really break too much in the second half. Special teams uh, wasn't very good tonight. That's the first time you can probably say that in a long time that yeah. they were kind of outplayed on special teams tonight. Way too many penalties, punk block, offside on the onside yeah. kick. Yeah, it was a train wreck. Yeah, and if you're looking for a player of the game, you have to go with Jack. You know, third game back again, 400 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, honorable mention to... Uh, Tolliver, an honorable mention I'm going to give to Simone, even though he took kind of a bonehead penalty there. I, I thought he played a heck of a game tonight, too. So. Good stuff. Thanks, Thanks uh, for the call, Jeff. Bye-bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphones. We have Brad and Alex. Guys, hold on. We'll get to you when we come back. This is the fifth quarter, brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. 
Hey, welcome back. Rick Samprin here. Lisa Pileski on the other side of the glass. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. If you missed any part of the fifth quarter earlier on tonight or uh, want to catch up on a past episode, you can uh, go to the fifth quarter show page at 900CHML.com or go to uh, the iTunes store or Google Play, download the fifth quarter podcast from week to week. Uh, email from Randy. Hi, Rick. An unfortunate yet not unexpected loss tonight for the Cats. For most of the game, it was close. To beat this Calgary team, discipline is an issue. Over 120 yards in penalties for the Cats up to the third quarter. There is no hope to win a game also when a player, in brackets Brandon Sermons, watches a player run past him to score. It was good to see Matt Coates back on the active roster. A few good catches. Tasker was once again Mr. Reliable. I would like to see CO Prime score. Mike Daly fumble recovery was good but too late. A productive Caleros to Owens completion late in the game. Good late cat scoring drive and TD by Tasker. Speedy B looking for a seam at the end. This was a game where the Cats could have ended up solely in first place in the East where we are always close versus the Stamps, and we lost by three points. Actually, it was six. Uh, so let's beat them in the Cup. Let's go retro 1999. Uh, and Randy adds, I'm not sure if I like the live microphone on the players. If I choose a cat performer in this game, I will say Terrence Tolliver, and a second one maybe Tasker. Great performance by Tolliver. I can't pick a Stampeder. I'll be at the Labor Day Classic. Go Cats next week, by the way. Good game by Mac go McMaster. Good night, Rick. A couple of tweets coming in. I, I didn't respond to the Jack asking uh, whether Keon Raymond is on his way to Hamilton. I haven't heard, although the Argos uh, did pick up uh, a former Ticat, Quentin Pointer, and that just before Labor Day, you got to figure they're picking his brain in terms of what the Cats are doing on defense, but game film doesn't lie either. The Argos can get a lot of info on game film. Canadian Twitter tweets, penalties do count, just saying. And uh, Scott writes, uh, kept it close, tough pill to swallow, two good quarterbacks, got to sort out penalties. Uh, Tolliver is my player of the game. So we have another vote for Tolliver, another vote for Tasker, and let's go back to the phones here on the fifth quarter. And Alex is next in line. Hey, Alex, how are you? How are you doing, Rick? I'm not too shabby. How about you? Uh, Sound disappointed. Uh, I am disappointed again. Oh, I can't really say it again because, you know, last week was the blowout. Um, this week, I only got to catch half of the game, which, you know, I'm very upset about. But not really because, you know, I heard the big blowout from Calgary. You know, those penalties are killing us. And, you know, when you do penalty after penalty, you know, th- that drive where we hit the end zone like three times and it all it got called back and called back <laughs> and called back. Yeah. I was saying to myself, you know, if all three of those touchdowns would have counted, you know Well they only they won. only got one. They only they only would have counted for one. Unfortunately, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's twenty one points right there. Rack them yeah. up. But uh, it's going to be a weird question. But what, what were the stats? Because, you know, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Okay, let, let's rip off a couple of Ticat stats. So Caleros, 34 of 53, 439 yards, three touchdowns. Bull Levi Mitchell, by the way, 27 of 37, 323 yards, one TD. C.J. Gable, four carries for 25 yards. Messam, 14 for 46 and a TD. Terrence Tolliver, nine catches, 183 yards, two touchdowns. 
Tasker, 10 for 100 and a TD. Owens, 4 for 67. Fantuz, 6 for 53. And some of the leading receivers on the uh, stamps, uh, Devarius Daniels with a long touchdown grab. Five catches, 108 yards. Uh, Bakari Grant had six receptions for 46. And uh, Markway McDaniel, two for 33. So there's pretty much the bulk of the stats there. Yeah. Sounds like C.J. Gable didn't have a good game and running again. No, and he, he dropped some balls, too, in the in the receiving game. He did not have a good game tonight. You know, I, I kept my eye on him when he first came to the team, and he was the, the, the rookie in the CFL. He was the guy that motivated the team mm-hmm. with his long runs when we were in Guelph. But now I feel like after all the injuries he's had, he just keeps falling and falling and he he can't find the open seams to get like ten plus yards, and I don't think he's even hit a hundred plus yards once no. this year, has no. he? No, he, he is not. No, not and running no, the ball. Not running the no, ball. No, not at all. But not not one team in the CFL is running that much. Like a couple of years ago, everyone was running the ball. Now it's passing with all the new young quarterbacks coming, which you know the game. The CFL used to be a running and passing league. You know, now it's just passing. Yeah, it's almost 70-30. I mean, for the Tiger Cats, it's 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 about 70. Well, actually, it's probably more than 70 to 30%. It's probably 75 to 25 at this point. And a lot of CFL teams are in that, you know, 65% passing, uh, you know, target. Well, with the running, who do you, do you blame C.J. Gable or do you blame the offensive line? Well, it's got to be a bit of both. And, and there's probably three factors involved. It's it's him, it's the O-line, and it's the play call in terms of what the defense is doing as well. Those are really the three factors when you're yeah. running or passing the football. I mean, if you're passing the ball, the same three factors come into play. It's the guy throwing the ball, the guy catching the ball, and the O-line and, and what the defense is doing. If only the players could see what we see from watching it in the stands or on TV, the, the side view angle – they would have a better chance of knowing where to go, but you know. Well, I, I mean, yeah, really... they yeah, but they don't play the game like that, right? They're playing it from goal line to goal oh, line, yeah. so they have a totally different perspective. I know how you know it is. You know, I play football too. Yeah. But you know, it's hard when you have the guys coming right at you, and then you panic if you are a guy that uh, crumbles under pressure. Mm-hmm. And you know, I feel C.J. Gable's pain. Well, but, he's probably playing a little bit hurt. I would, I would, I would, I would uh, guesstimate that. Yeah, but uh, right. I mean, here's a guy who's had you know an Achilles, a knee, a shoulder, a finger. I mean, he's had quite a bit of things to deal with. Not saying those are all excuses, but they're all playing a part in his DNA right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm starting to think that everyone that the Ticats got rid of during the off season, like Grant. Uh, Brian Hall, Justin Hickman, Eric Norwood, Taylor Reed, they're all regretting. Because Bakari Grant was one of those receivers that you could rely on because of his height and his speed. Mm-hmm. And the defensive line that I just mentioned that, you know, most of them, and Brian Bulky that are on Toronto, Norwood's on Saskatchewan, right. those are the guys that made Hamilton's defense number one last year. Yeah, but let me ask you this. I mean, if you wanted Bakari Grant to stay in Hamilton, would he have replaced Luke Tasker? No. Would he have replaced Andy Fantuz? No, because Fantuz is Canadian. Would he have replaced Terrence Tolliver? I'm not sure you'd make that trade now. And would he have replaced uh, Chad Owens? I mean, that's that's really the big question. Grant mm. or Owens, who would you rather have right now? 
I'd rather have Owens because he has the most uh, experience out of the two of them. Mm-hmm. And even though he's not Bakari Grant's height, no. he knows how to get up there. And he's more versatile, too. He can play special teams, whereas Bakari Grant at least can't return the football. He can play special teams. You know, I wish they would let Owens return the ball because everyone in Hamilton knows what he's done when he was on Toronto and how upset he made us every time he touched the ball on returns. I don't know if you want to take the football out of Speedy B's hands, though. Well, Brendan Banks, you know, I, I love the guy. He's He's... You know, great motivation to young players like me, and the fans love him. But he has a tendency of as soon as touching the ball, he likes to dance and then go right to the outside, and that's mm-hmm. not always the best. Very true, but he scored a touchdown every you know four games, so that's not bad. Alex, you got to run, but who's your player of the game tonight? Player of the game has to be Tolliver and the CFL Wired. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, Alex. No Back to the phones we go. Brad's on the line. Hey, Brad, how are you? Good evening, Rick. Oh, that's a tough one tonight. Yeah. You know, I think, I th- although, uh, you know, I, I said it before the game, this this might be your great cup preview. It could be. Uh, I th- I, well, I think we would have been pretty happy if that was a great cup. Oh, for sure. Well, that not the result, but. Not all the results, but that would have been one heck of a game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, someone touched there earlier about, you know, the uh, lopsidedness of the uh, uh Penalty calling, <laughs> and I and and I can make a perfect example. Uh, they allowed a review when Owens caught that ball in the end zone. They ruled it uh, non-catch. Yeah, I thought it was catch. Okay, well, so did I. Without seeing the review, okay, I would say it was a catch. But can, can we get a fuzzier replay? <laughs> well, not not only the fuzzy replay, but the thing is, it was not called a touchdown at the time. And Campbell was right. They should not have allowed a review on that play because it was not called a touchdown, and yet they did. Mm. You know, so it's evidence of the referees, even even the eye in the sky, trying to manipulate the game. Right. You know, and that's not their job. You know, Very that true. has got to be cleaned up, or or like you said earlier, we're we're going to be getting these ridiculous amount of penalties in the Canadian game. And that's what we're going to be known as. Oh, we pass. already are. We're, we're already there. You know, pass and penalize. Yeah, we're already there. Who's your you player know. of the game tonight, Brett? Uh, I, Tolliver. What I originally called in was CJ, but everybody was stealing my thunder all night. He just he was hands of stone tonight. But, yeah, uh, yeah, he didn't have it tonight. Bad yeah, day at the no. office. Yeah, but yeah, I got to go with Tolliver. Good stuff. Thanks for the call, Brad. All right, we'll talk to you next week. All right, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. A few tweets. Uh, this one from Brad. Again, some very questionable calls and too many non-calls. Player of the game, Tolliver. Juanita, I think O-line has improved but still needs work. Player of the game was definitely Tolliver. Mike on Lawrence would be great. You'd probably have to bleep more than half of what Simone says during the game. But, man, the other half would be very very entertaining. And David on Twitter, special teams suffered and added to the loss. We're lucky Zach is getting back to form fast. Player of the game, Luke Tasker, added audio was great. Uh, one more go-around here on the fifth quarter. We have Bill and Robert on the phone. Guys, stay on the line. We'll get to you when we come back. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Hey, we'll come back. Some great emails coming in. This one from Ed. Hi, Rick. In answer to your question, this is an average team that plays average. They could be great, but the only ones to make them great are themselves. Zach scored three TDs that were called back for penalties. Tycat Shuda 
could have won but didn't. Bottom line, they are capable of being great, but they have to want to be. Great teams play great. It's up to the Cats to prove what they are. No one else can be on the field for them. At least they didn't embarrass themselves. Defense didn't show up this week. They have potential. Hope they find it. Go Cats Co. All the best, Eds. This one from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Greetings, Rick. I don't totally agree with your good friend Darcy who calls in. My focus still remains at Orlando. Defense is still too laid back. Uh, Not many pressure packs at all. Too vanilla. Simone truly needs to temper his smut chat on the field. That 15-yard penalty that he took was a very, very big deal at the time it was called. Disappointing loss. Player of the game, Tolliver and Tasker. If I was Kent, I would have these guys running laps till they drop. Phil Right. Hello, Rick. The roller coaster of the Ticats season continues from game to game. You don't know which team is going to show up. The inconsistency is proven to be the Cats' downfall. Major problem with the team thus far is that they spot their opponents a big lead and then spend the rest of the game trying to catch up. You can't win too many games when game in and game out. You have penalties in the double digits. One way Coach Austin can drastically reduce the number of penalties is fine the guilty players $1,000 each time they commit an infraction. Disappointed fan, Oscar Wawa Phil in the hammer. Kevin simply writes, Hi, what I do about the penalties? Reduce players and coaches' wages by 10% until the penalties are reduced for five games. Man, they would uh, speed up the uh, reduction of penalties in a hurry. Uh, and Ken on email writes, Look, Calgary is the best team in the Canadian Football League. We are not. We are close. And we played okay. We took too many penalties, sure, but there is one thing that any caller or armchair quarterback can call in and talk about to say that was the definitive moment why we lost. Calgary is the best team in the league. That is what we aspire to be. We are close, and we are getting closer, and we are getting better. Bring on the next game. Don't fret. It is not that bad. Player of the game, for me, is Zach Caleros. Back to the phones. Bill is on the line. Hello, Bill. Hi. Well, a disappointing loss, but I gotta put it as penalties again. You can't you can't win games when you have that many penalties. And and I put a lot of that, as I think one of your emailers said, on the coaching staff. Yeah. I mean they've got to take responsibility too, and that means you know when you've got a player, uh, you've got to discipline them, and especially when somebody takes a stupid misconduct penalty like uh, Lawrence. It was Lawrence that took it, right? Yep. Um, but here's what I'm calling about. Put me in the column. I hated, hated the quarterback audio calling the plays, the coach calling that stuff on the. Mm-hmm. You know what we did? I'll tell you what we did after the first quarter. We muted it. Really? Oh, yeah. We, we, we put TV on mute because I didn't want to hear the freaking cowbells and the noise of the. It's, it's noisy enough now when you're watching a game between right. the commentators and the crowd noise. Now you've got all this audio of the quarterbacks. Let's be honest. Who knows what? Nobody that's watching really knows what any of that stuff means. <laughs> Heck, the opposition doesn't even know what's going on. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's kind of good, like when you watch kind of a, if the game had already been played and they do it like a thirty-minute summary. You know, like NFL films, right? They yeah. May give you a little bit of uh, what the players are saying, sure. but to have it during a live game, as I say, we muted it. So I'm firmly hated every part of that, and we just watched it on, we muted it. I know that's not, and it, you know what, it was fine. We survived. But as I say, disappointing loss. Uh, my guy is Tolliver. Yeah, he had a fantastic game. Yeah. Bill, thanks for the call. All right.
Bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Bob's on the line. Hello, Bob. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Not too bad. I um, Just one quick comment. I in, enjoyed the game, uh, not the result, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the officiating Canada is too inconsistent. Oh, it's crazy bad. They're not consistent. I mean, that call against um, Hamilton for roughing the passer in the second quarter, um, well, I... That the, the quarterback for Calgary, Levi, he's been hit harder walking back to the huddle than he was when he was hit for the <laughs> roughing the passer. Yeah, he could sandwich between two guys. So what? Yep. But I yelled and no one heard me, so it's okay. I probably did the same. <laughs> no one's going <laughs> to no do problem. anything at that point. Okay, take care. Hey. I had fun. I enjoyed the show. Um, Tolliver's my man. Player of the game, beautiful. Thanks, Bob. No problem. Bye-bye. Have a good one. <laughs> we can scream and kick and throw things all we want, can't we? Nothing's going to change. Uh, a couple of tweets from Jake. Uh, Terrence Tolliver, easily the most underrated player in the league, also my player of the game. And Tycat Fan for Life writes in, Ta- uh, Terrence Tolliver, definitely player of the game. Have to clean up the penalty problem. Next game, Oski Wee. Back to the phones. Robert's on the line. Hello, Robert. Hi, Rick. How you doing? Good. How are you? I called earlier. Um, yeah. Uh, the one question I have that everybody from the Hamilton fans is, until they change the pass interference call, it, it, it just slides right into Ken Austin's, uh, what do you call it, uh, their... Are you talking about offensive pass interference or defensive yeah, pass interference? I mean, he does not run the ball enough to start with. Right. And now you, you give him the, the, the gold card to... Uh, kind of run uh, past the ball every time. I mean, the, the example is uh, down in what with a 20-yard line, and he passed the – he tried to throw the ball in the end zone, and Coach got interfered with, and it had nothing to do with the play. Right. But he, he challenged it, and he won the challenge, and it's like, okay, so much for the running game because he just uh, – you give him that chance, and he's going to keep throwing the ball, and it's an example of what we have to live with as a Ticat fan. Well, I mean, here here's a guy who, at the quarterback position when he played in the CFL, I mean, he would sure. sling the rock like 600 times in a season. So sure. he, he's going to carry that philosophy and that belief into yep. his coaching realm, and that's what he's done. And, and we're seeing Zach and, and the previous Ticats quarterbacks do the same. Sure, because, I mean, he, when he when he was in the CFL, I mean, he had the, he was throwing the ball to Nat Narcisse and Algarve. Algarve, and, yeah. I mean, that's the way he is, and... Until they change the, the pass interference call and force him to run the ball, he's not going to run the ball, fans. So, give with it, and that's the way we're going to live and die with this team. Yeah. Th- thanks for the call, Robert. I, I don't. They could they could change that rule, the pass interference call. I still don't think the Tie Cats under Ken Austin are going to run the ball as much as Tie Cats fans want them to run the ball. You look at Calgary tonight. They ran the ball 16 times. Darrell Messam had 14 of those carries. How many runs did the Ticats have tonight? They had 12. Gable had four. Masoli ran the ball five times, all on short yardage situations. Caleros ran twice, both times for his life. Really, they weren't, they weren't schematic runs. And Brandon Banks had a carry. Those are your carries tonight for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Now, mind you, when you're behind, you know, 16-7, to 7, 
you might say, hey, you know what? We're not going to run the ball as much as we want to right now. We're going to have to throw the football and make some big plays, get back into this football game. But when it's 0-0, or even when it's 3-0, or when you're up 7-3, start running the football, right? Dave on Twitter or on uh, email, what kind of call was that? If you call that a kick, I'd like to show the official what a kick looks like. Unbelievable, in reference to Banks. Man, there's calls, game in and game out. I just scratch my head and think, why? What What was that all about? Why was that called? And for the most part, most of the time, I say to myself, really? You just couldn't let that one go? Like, it seems like the officials, and I don't want to blast this officiating crew tonight. I mean, it's, it's week in, week out. Were some of the penalties deserved? Yes, there's no doubt about that. Were all the penalties deserved? I have a hard time swallowing that. 14 penalties for 125 yards. 14. And we've seen this Ticats team, and we've seen other teams in the CFL, take way more than 14 penalties in a football game. So it's not just this one game, this crew, this season. This, this has been an issue for three years now, maybe even longer than that. Uh, Jake on Twitter, Davis, Rico, Steven, Ellis, Sears Jr., and Washington all healthy playing together looks like a lethal backfield. Well, I think they're going to have to prove it. And if they're going with a six-man secondary, which I don't think they are, Rico probably still in the linebacking core. I mean, you know, mentioning those names, I think it's a lot more solid than what we have now. It seems like there's a few pieces that are of the patchwork variety. But how big of a loss is Craig Butler not in the safety position? Not that these the be-all and end-all, but having one really good safety in there in Craig Butler, not to say Courtney Stevens playing bad, but having Butler back in the fold would uh, greatly help this team. But he's not coming back anytime soon. Final score tonight, Calgary 30 and the Tiger Cats 24. Cats and Argos. Hooking up on Labor Day Monday, we will be on the air in and around 9.30 following that game. Don't forget the fifth quarter podcast for Lisa Pulaski. My name's Rick Zamprin. Enjoy the rest of the night. The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.